This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal preview show this morning at 8 a.m. Thank you so much for joining us. No, you've not clicked on the wrong thing. This is indeed still the morning show. Reason why we're doing the preview show is two reasons. One, didn't have time to do it yesterday, was the first reason. Secondly, there's not loads going on in the world of Arsenal. And so instead of just force feeding you half an hour of Arsenal news content and really digging to the bottom of the barrel for stuff, I thought, why not just do the preview show this morning uh, in its slightly different format? We will still, of course, do a Q&A section at the end of the preview show as well. But as is with our preview shows, I mean, particularly people that tune in for those either in the Western part of the world, because it's much easier for them time-wise. If you live in the eastern part of the world, sometimes it's harder to listen to our evening shows here in the UK. So it's a nice little switch around for those that live in different time zones. Speaking of which, when we do our preview shows, we like to get members on from our Discord server. This morning is no different. I'm very happy to be joined, uh, as expected, because it's a very good time for him over in Perth. It's Mike. How are you doing, Mike? You good, Joel? I'm doing very well. So why wouldn't I be doing well with top of the league and both (laughs) in the Premier League and in the Europa League? So... Yes, yes, everything's awesome in Perth, and it's uh, 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Very, very sociable. Yeah, very Fantastic. sociable indeed. Indeed. Yes. Now, do you have daylight savings out there in the in Australia? No, Perth, uh, or we do on the East Coast, but not on the West Coast. The West Coast stays right. put. So you guys going back an hour at the weekend yes. is going to make things a little more painful for some of the evening games, but... Uh, Hey, no, indeed. Between three a.m. and four a.m., it's not not a massive yeah. amount of difference. I suppose I I think four a.m. weirdly might be better because I think mm. that you can go to sleep and wake up for the four a.m.s yes. easier than the three a.m.s because it's like you know it's three a.m.s a really weird kind of time. You don't know whether to just stay up for it. Yeah. Whereas I think four a.m.s like four a.m. is solid the earliest of mornings that the people would I think get up for. So I think that works a lot better. Yeah, also, it, whilst, it's slightly. Oh, better. sorry, go on. It's slightly better, yeah. You don't um, uh, that that going to sleep um, beforehand is 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 probably the way to to manage it. 
Absolutely. Good morning, everybody joining us in the chat box. It is morning, evening for Peter, as it is soon for Mike and those of you tuning in from the East as well. Fantastic stuff. Good morning to Aidan and David and Tony and Dave and Lynn. Good morning, everybody. Hope you're doing good and well. Uh, The clocks, as I said, do go back in the UK tomorrow. Uh, So the 8am show, if you don't experience daylight savings, will be an hour later for you, uh, is, is how I've now officially worked it out. I had so many comments telling me how I need to remember this, which is basically spring forwards fall back is the way that you remember this so i've read your comments i'm now in the know about the different terminology to use to help us remember what it is so yes tomorrow's show if you don't experience daylight savings will be an hour later but of course just check what time it is in the uk 8 a.m is still going to be the time for the uk morning show let's get on with this morning's as always uh do go check out our latest prize it is a signed martin odegaard and emile smith row signed custom framed arsenal shirts all in one frame for you to win uh, link to that competition is down in the description the competition ends on thursday of next week so make sure you get your tickets before they run out nottingham forest is the opponent mike uh just beaten nice. liverpool uh, in the premier league many would say that it was whilst a very kind of battling win they didn't play particularly well and maybe the the result kind of flatters well significantly flatters what the performance was from them and Liverpool were very unfortunate to come out of a win however does that give you any kind of sense of perspective of what challenge Arsenal face tomorrow look any game in the Premier League has its has its uh, challenges there there is no easy game I guess but this one you would look at and you would say despite what happened last weekend I think we should go into this game's confidence with uh, with a belief that that really this is one we should be winning and winning easily. And I think that's probably really quite important in terms of team morale and fun morale, of course. We, yeah, need, a, we, need, we need a big win on the board just to calm everybody down a little bit. Uh, I think it's um, that's how it should be. Mm, they're a team that I think with Arsenal, when we've gone to Nottingham Forest, you know, in the cup competitions in recent years, it's not been the, the greatest of, of places. Yes, we've been able to win there. I think Lucas Perez, I remember scoring a goal at yes. Nottingham Forest in a cup competition. I think, was it Xhaka that scored like one from long range, potentially, I think, in a cup competition? But in other games, I've been up there when we lost 3 1. Uh, Pair met Zach, I remember, I think that was his final game for Arsenal, it turned out to be, because he got injured so early on in the season that he wasn't able to come back. Um, and then we obviously the last game we've played them against was was in the third round of the FA Cup with the white kit because um, we had the uh, the campaign against uh, knife crime in the UK here. And I think that that game in particular kind of highlighted the weakness of depth the squad had at the time because we had serious COVID issues and then we rotated significantly. Charlie Patino made his debut in that game. How, how much can you draw from that game into what we might potentially face tomorrow because they've also made 23-odd signings know, since that game as well. Uh, look, I, I would draw very little from that. We're, we're a completely different team. The, the Cup is the Cup. Um, that's the only context in which we've played them. Uh, we would always play a second or, or not a first, first, uh, first team or first 11 in that competition. Also... Um, we are a different Arsenal. There's, there's no doubt about it. I mean, despite our wobbles over the last uh, over the last week or so, uh, I don't think there's any doubt that that where we are now is a completely different place to where we were when we played them in the cup last year. Hmm. And I'm sure they've still got Arteta's 
uh, words ringing in the ear from last year. Looking at uh, looking at the documentary, complimentary from memory. Yeah, that that was a real enlightening moment to kind of the other end of the spectrum of Arteta's kind of style of management when things aren't going particularly well. Um, the famous "When I lose a duel" uh, quote came from that yes. moment, of course, as well. Um, the slamming of the of the kit uh, carrier as well. Uh, yeah, it was clearly a game that he was fuming about. Nuno Tavares, of course, substituted early in that game for mm. Kiratini, who didn't particularly improve things either. But it's weird when you come up against a side that have signed so many different players because we've signed in 23-odd players. Steve Cooper's now in a position where he's got to try and mix and match, find his best team. The, you've got the striker Anioi, uh, or Yomi, uh, I always pronounce his name incorrectly, um, the forward who used to play for Liverpool. He's scored, obviously, a number of things. He's got three goals this season as mm. their top scorer. They've got Jesse Lingard, of course, who's come in as well. They've got uh, Jacka's international teammate, uh, Frilla, in the midfield. Uh, and then they've got some other players like Johnson, of course, who's come through from last season, who's impressed a few of their defenders as well. And Jordan Henderson in goal, who was unbelievably good oh, against Liverpool. Do you expect these players to be threats or should we have enough to nullify it? We should have enough. I, I agree. Henderson had an absolute blinder last week. I mean, it mm. would have been could have been three or four one to Liverpool if he wasn't on his game. Uh, and uh, that worries me in terms of our recent performances and how good he has been over the last couple because they've had two clean sheets now last two games. So he's obviously on top of his game at the moment. You've got to think that Steve Stone, who who, who is a good manager, uh, has started to get... Steve, Steve Stone's Cooper. one of our listeners. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, Steve Cooper and Steve Stone. Um, so you've got to think that... Um, you've got to think that uh, he's starting to get this team as he would like it. There's, there's some evidence of the gelling to some degree, even if the results up until the last couple of games haven't, um, haven't shown that. But... Mm. So, so, so the the routine to take seriously, but I think if we if we stick a, an early goal past Henderson, that's it. We just go on from there. Indeed, let's go and look at the lineups that we've gone for. Uh, you've gone for a, a very strong side. Uh, there's a couple of things to to discuss. First things first. For those listening on audio platforms, Mike's eleven is Ramsdale, White, Saliba, Tommy Asu at left centre back, Tierney, Partey, Xhaka, Odegaard, Saka, Jesus, and Martinelli. Talk me through the Tommy selection with this one. <laughs> Yeah, it was just the, the, the reports that uh, um, that Gabriel was limping down the tunnel on Thursday. Obviously, we don't know the extent of that uh, injury. Um, uh, and, of course, they slap ice packs on, um, e even for the smallest of knocks. So it could be, as it was with Saka last week, just a, a, a kick uh, on a calf and, and, and all is well. But, um, so, but I have... With it only being a couple of days ago, I have um, assumed that he's possibly a, a bench starter because of that. Um, mm. If he hadn't... So it, it, I would probably keep that... If he was available, I'd probably keep that that back four um, and just flick out Tommy for Gabriel and leave Tierney yeah. on the left. Um, but Tommy Asu's obviously plays there for the, uh, for, for the Japanese international team. Uh, national team, sorry. Um, yeah. So it, it's not a position that's completely alien to him. Um, although, arguably, his, his his left foot is nowhere near as strong as his right foot. He, he can't use it. So that sort of made sense to me. Uh, and I think probably 
although Tini was a little disappointing on Thursday, I thought. Mm. Um, I think it possibly merits uh, merits Tini rather than Tommy. Um, I don't think that Forrest have got the aerial threat that that Southampton had um, to the same degree, um, mm. which would and also obviously there's not a um, there's not a Mo Salah on that side either. So I, I would probably plump for Tini um, on the left side and then Tommy replacing Gabriel if he's not fit and available. Um, the other thing I think with that team is, um, as well as the front three being a three that's important, I think it's becoming increasingly obvious, and you referenced this in the article that you wrote um, yeah. subsequent to Vieira, is that the three we have on either flank appears to be increasingly important in terms of our output. Um, so White and Saka with Odegaard on, on the right appear to have quite a synergy. Uh, and quite a lot of output, and likewise on the left, we've got um, you would you would certainly put Zinchenko in there. Zinchenko, Martinelli, and Zaka seem to be the three on the left that produce the most output, and they're able to sort of work work in that synergy as well. So, in the absence of Zinchenko, unless there's a miraculous <laughs> recovery and and uh, and move into the into the first eleven, uh, then. I think Tim is probably a better bet for this game. And Martinelli needs to pick up his game as well. I think uh, the last couple of games, mm. certainly Thursday, he was that was as weak a performance as I think I've seen all season. Yeah, that's what I and said. I, yeah, and I wasn't that impressed with him against Southampton. I think the despite the the brute that was uh, their um, their left back, he did actually keep Martinelli relatively quiet after the first fifteen or twenty minutes or so. So. Mm. Um, I'd like to see Martin at least step up his game a little bit. I think it's quite a few people, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I mean, when you look at a team like this, you think that it should quite easily have enough strength and quality to be able to beat a Nottingham Forest side that are, I think, still what bottom of the table so far this season. Um, I think that we are in a position where we need to take these opportunities. We need to use them as best we can to kind of bring other players into form as well. Gabriel Jesus, I think, is another one of those that could really use with a goal, as because I think Martinelli could really do a bit of a confidence boost too. The team they used against Liverpool was interesting because they used Nico Williams at left-back. I know Renan Lodi was coming back from a, an injury and he did come on in the in the second half. So I'd imagine potentially Lodi would start and Nico Williams would return to right-back over Serge Aurier. Um, but you look at the rest of that side, Gibbs White, uh, Awani Yowi, uh, I'm so sorry, <laughs> the striker. <laughs> that was terrible. Uh, I can't help you, Tom, I can't help you. <laughs> yeah, uh, Froyla, Kiyate, Lingard, uh, and Yates. Uh, you've got uh, and McKenna and Cook at centre-back and Dean Henderson in goal. You'd think that it would be a walk in the park for this Arsenal side at home, but it's going to be most interesting, I think, to see how we react after a couple of really low performances and especially a defeat against PSV. Uh, I have gone for Gabriel. Uh, there's been no indication um, that he is injured or that he mm. will miss the game. There's been no information come out that says that that is going to be the case. Mikel Arteta, uh, his press, well, he did uh, media ahead of the game against Forest after the PSV game that is expected to go out tonight uh, around half 10 o'clock. So, you should be able to be able to uh, read those quotes. But uh, on team news, you know, I've personally heard nothing to suggest that Gabriel is going to be out, but that doesn't mean that he is. I saw Dave asked in the chat, what's the word on Zinchenko? Again, there's still no update on him at all. 
Um, no update whatsoever as to when he's coming back. Uh, we still don't know. He's always in contention, says Arteta. I went for White, you know, for this one I, as, as kind of a star performer, potentially. I think that, you know, he was really missed on Thursday, not having him in that right-back role. Tommy Asu wasn't able to support Fabio Vieira in the same kind of way. I think it's it's highlighting a bit that there may be a need at right back to add some ver- like variety in in the options that we have. Potentially, is Norton Cuffey able to do that when he comes back? I'm not sure. He's doing very well at Rotherham. He's improving all the time at Rotherham, playing in the Championship this season. But whether he's the guy to come in next season is going to be a very very big ask, especially for a side potentially playing Champions League football. I think the rest of the side just picks itself, though, at this stage. You know, if Zinkachenko's mm. not there, I think Tierney has to come in. I think Dave also put in the chat box a comment about uh, Tommy at left-back was a great tactical move against Liverpool, but only that. And I think that maybe Arteta is potentially sticking with it for too long. We've now lost the game, and Tommy Asu did start, not at left-back, but he played at right-back, of course. You'd think now, after dropping points against Southampton, we would move to try and bring um, Tierney back into the team to give us a little bit more dominance, you know, at home. That's... That's what I think is really key. Go on. Yeah, look, I mean, Tinner's obviously having his minutes managed. I mean, it's a feast or famine, isn't it? Last last season, we were, as a fan base, um, very concerned about uh, about the absence of Tierney. Yeah. Uh, and yet this this season, we're seeing he is playing a game a week uh, in, in, in minute terms, essentially. So uh, I think there's some of that going on and we we probably need to be uh, uh, aware of that, but obviously there's a t- Tommy isn't cutting it in terms of a again producing maximum. I don't think he's had a dreadful game, but he's in terms mm. of output, in terms of in terms of support as we go forward. There's an obvious advantage to Tini over Tommy. I, I think that's indisputable, really. Um, and why yeah. we need any backers who ASAP really. I, I mean, in the chat box, Rance is saying Zinchenko truly replaced Tierney, but I expected it. I expected it in a different way. Clock Orange says we are massively missing Zinchenko since his injury. We've lost our attacking threat. He just adds so much, you know, just, to when we build up play on the left hand side, the way he supports them, his positioning, his co- his combination play with Martinelli and Xhaka. Xhaka in particular, I think those two link up so well on that left hand side. And Tierney's just a different style of fullback. He's not worse in terms of quality, I think, than Zinchenko. But stylistically, the way in which his puzzle piece fits into what Arteta wants, it doesn't quite seamlessly fit into the the, the kind of what we're trying to build, I think, under Arteta. And it's unsurprising, of course, that Tini wasn't a, an Arteta signing. It's been one of those that have survived from the Unai Emery era into this new Mikel Arteta era. And I think that's evidence that we obviously wanted to sign someone. And we've done that with Zinchenko. But his injury record. I mean, are you concerned now, like with Zinchenko's injuries? Is it something that worries you, or are you going to wait till after the World Cup to see if they persist? Yeah, look, it, it, I can't help being a little concerned about that. I think I think Dave's comment in in the chat box about him offering not only the the footballing attributes, but also mm. that level or that winning mentality. You can see already his passion for playing for Arsenal, which is which is very refreshing in some of the and some of the uh, sort of videos that short videos have been put up there but he offers that he is a leader uh, mm. and we need that going forward gabriel and saliba need that leader beside them i don't think tini is that um and also party occasionally needs someone in his in his ear as well i think to get the most out of him and i think zinchenko offers that uh, for everybody that's around him and i think that's a miss as well as his footballing attributes 
Absolutely. It's not just Zinchenko as well. You know, Smith Rowe, I think we've missed massively in yeah. this first half of the campaign. El Neni's depth in the midfield, I think, has been crucial as well. Like we could have potentially used Lukonga and El Neni instead of having to play Xhaka in every single game. And I think mm. that Lukonga would have then played in that Xhaka role. And I think he's missed out on some valuable development in a position that Absolutely. I think suits Lukonga more. So that's a real big shame as well. Um now, of course, Mike Giant joins us uh, all the way from Australia. And if any of you were ever to go and travel to Australia and you weren't able to watch Arsenal play, potentially because your broadcasting app isn't working, I've got a solution for you because you can check out NordVPN. Why are you laughing, Mike? <laughs> That's you exceptional. Can... It just gets better and better, mate. Because <laughs> you can check out NordVPN, which are a fantastic service which enable you to change a geolocation. Uh, so if you are happen to be joining Mike for a pint and in Perth, then what you can do is, is jump back over to the UK on your phone or any other device that you have and be able to watch the Arsenal play on your typical broadcasting app. Not only that, but it keeps you safe and secure online, keeping all those pesky little trackers and things like that away from you so that whatever you're doing on the internet, you know that you're safe and secure in doing so. Uh, And the Guna Talk's got a fantastic sponsorship deal with NordVPN that you need to check out. You can get four months free subscription and also a 30-day money-back guarantee on what is an already massively discounted service by going to nordvpn.com slash Guna, make sure that you check it out. It's definitely worth it. And I've listened to plenty of our listeners say that they already use NordVPN uh, especially. So make sure you're checking it out. Anyway, we are going to tackle your questions in the chat box and go to some predictions as well. But first, we're going to, as it is the morning show, go to your questions. So after this short break, we'll be back. Okay, uh, let's jump into the chat box. Uh, Myself and Mike are going to take some questions over the next 10 minutes or so. There were some earlier on. Uh, Dan says, hi, Tom. Don't you think some of our signings for some of the squad players were unnecessary? We could have used that money to add and sign quality players. Well, I mean, let's think about the players that maybe we've added in terms of depth that are not getting the same amount of minutes. Potentially, we spent, what, 15 to 17 million on Lukonga. We spent around £8 million on Matt Turner. We spent around £8 million on Nuno Tavares. Um, I'm trying to think of anyone else. Maybe the chat box will be able to shout out. We spent around £10 million on Pablo Marie. We got Cedric on a free. I mean, when I'm naming these names, Mike, do you feel as though this is money that could have been better spent? Or do you think it's important to add these types of players for depth? Oh, we need depth. The, the, there is no doubt. And, and of course, some of those that you've referenced, such as Lakonga. Mm. Um, the idea with with the Lakongas of this world is that they develop over a period of time into a role where they may start to become challenges for some of those first team positions. The fact that it's still a little way off in, in, in the case of that example is, is just a case of time and testing whether that's actually going to uh, eventuate or not, uh, and I know that you've referenced mm. before the the potential need to or the potential opportunity to send him out on loan. But Saliba was was a similar a similar purchase, uh, and look where he is now. So great example. It, we do need we do need depth, of course, but we also need to keep an eye on uh, keep an eye on those that we feel may develop into um, into the way and the style that Arteta plays, and of course the. The sensational team vibe that's going on at the moment. Uh, they are a 
an obvious team rather than a group of individuals as with mm. some teams. So I think that personality thing is is also part of the the, the recruitment thinking. So I, I'm not unhappy about that, and I'm not sure how how good a player we've got. If you added all of those players up with the with the figures that you stated, how many players yeah. would you get there that are first team? I like the Saliba example. I think that's great. You know, when we signed him for 27 odd million quids, yes, he was highly rated, but people weren't talking about him starting for us the following season. You know, that wasn't a thing that was being discussed at the time. It was certainly a player that was looked to be brought in to potentially be a top class player in the future. And we're now benefiting from that. I think that Tavares was brought in because he was a young player available on a low price that would give us depth for Kieran Tierney at the time. Obviously, it's not necessarily worked out as well as it it could have done for us. But I think going on loan to Marseille, he's certainly worth far more than the seven, eight million Absolutely. quid that we paid. Absolutely. And we've got to start getting into a position where we're making profit when we sell players. And that's only going to come from spending and investing smaller amounts of money on players like Tavares, on players like Lokonga. You know, we're seeing these links, and whilst I don't necessarily buy into him too much, of potentially Lokonga being used in a cash-plus player swap deal with Manuel Locatelli has been suggested, you know. So... Yes. I think that these types of things certainly benefit Arsenal and, and Lukonga being here will certainly be worth more than 15 million quid that I think we paid for him initially because he's still young, he's still got lots of development to do, he's got Premier League experience and I think that ultimately will be worth more. I think that Fabio Vieira, you know, that's an investment that we had to make. We needed that depth and competition for Odegaard because we have no one else that could play that role. Smith Rowe, for me, doesn't do what Odegaard does. Mm. Fabio Vieira is a lot closer to what Odegaard is and I think we needed that depth. So it's important that we started to spend money in some senses on depth, but also on players like Tavares, who are going to be worth significantly more in a year or two, which I think that he certainly is now. Uh, there was a question from James, who we said he threw it in earlier in the chat. Here it is. Uh, with some nerves within the fan base, how influential do you think the Emirates crowd will be to the performance on Sunday? What do you think, Mike? Massive. Um if we look at some of the events in those early games, the Saliba on goal, uh, Leicester popping a couple in us along the way, straight away what was evident, even watching it from 14,000 kilometres away or whatever it is, um, mm. you could hear it loud and clear. The fan base just lifted, almost lifted the roof off, despite what would normally have been seen as an, an oh-my-God moment. Mm. Um and you, you you can see the response that the players gave. So uh, I, I think the Emirates crowd will be nervous. Um, we'll need an early goal to just settle things down a bit. And then I think yeah. we'll be away. So so they've been a tough man, undoubtedly, in those early games. There was, there, there was no doubt about it. And that was evident to all. And referenced by the players on Arteta about how... Uh, how influential they had been. So I, I, think, uh, I think that's a good call, James. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I th I'm going to be there tomorrow. Um, it's going to be interesting to see kind of what the crowd is like because it's the first home game we've had in a while. I know we had the PSV game, but league-wise, you know, we, we've gone to Leeds, we've gone to Southampton, we're still avoiding defeats um, and we picked up four points. You know, we've picked up 10 points out of 12 against Spurs, Liverpool, Leeds away, Southampton away. You know, if you'd have said you can take 10 from 12 of those four games, I think most people would have ripped your armour for that. So in, in the sense that we've managed to come through a really difficult period and we're still top of the table, still got a two-point gap between us and Man City, I think is, is important. But what we need to make sure that we do is now respond to what has been a difficult couple of games, not just with a win, but I think a really convincing performance yeah. is what's going to be needed as well. Um, Lynn says, Tom and Mike, do you think that Mikel will change it up a little bit tomorrow or are we so or to be 
basically not predictable. I think that in short, obviously you've seen both of our, our lineups. I don't think he'll deviate too much from that, Lynn, to be honest. I don't think it's about necessarily being predictable because Arsenal, as we've talked about in the past on the show, is about it's no longer about adapting to opponents. Opponents need to adapt to us and we That's need to play point. the best way that we can play. Uh, Northampton Guna says, did we have supreme confidence in signing Douglas Louise in the summer of uh, 2022 uh, in that defensive midfield to replace El Nenny? It seems very odd that with our shrewd business lately that we would put all of our eggs into that basket. It's an interesting question, Mike. What do you think? It was the timing, really, of it all, I think, that was that, yeah. that was really a big part of that. Uh, I mean, we, the El Nenny injury, I think, dropped two or three days before the transfer window closed. So the, uh, as again, as you've spoken about before, there, need, there was a need to pivot pretty rapidly from potentially looking at another wide forward to to looking at, at um, replacing that cover. Uh, and, and obviously mm. there was a few bids went in. I think there was also another, there was an inquiry or two with other CDMs. I think that- Yeah, Danilo was the other one. Yes. Yeah. Um, and um, so there was an, a, an undoubted effort um seen as a, a a critical issue for right there right now um unfortunately it didn't it didn't come to pass and i'm not sure we've uh suffered massively and i think we'll get better than douglas louise once uh yeah uh, we're keeping an eye on january and it, it was a it was a need for right now and, and um i think we can do better yeah there is part of me that is relieved that we didn't sign mm. Douglas Luiz. And that might seem strange, but there's part of me that thinks that if we were going to spend 20 plus million pounds on a midfielder like Luiz to be effectively the Elneny replacement, I'd wanted them to be a six. And I just don't yeah. see Douglas Luiz as a six. I see him as yeah. an eight playing six, and I'd rather have a six who can also play eight. You know, I think that's the, the combination that Arsenal need to look to. I think Danilo falls better into that category than what yes. Douglas Louise does. I think there are other players out there that also fall better into that category than what Douglas Louise does. £25 million, I think they were mad to turn down, but they have, of course, managed to sign him up to a brand new contract. So you could argue, for uh, for instance, that maybe they've made the right choice to benefit them. But I am glad that that deal did not come to fruition. Uh, Isoa says, with Europa hosting the Champions League rejects, is it wise for Arsenal to go all in and focus on the Premier League only? Now, Mike, I'm going to change this question slightly and ask you a hypothetical that I came up with on the Arsenal Lounge that I was battered for. And I'd be interested to see what the chat box also thinks about this. So here's your hypothetical. Arsenal can go on a genuine title run throughout the entire season. I can't tell you what the result of that genuine title run would be but I can guarantee you they will be in a title race throughout the entire season. So up until the final day, they're in a title race. But you have to chuck the Europa League in the round of 16. That has to go. Like you just, you just get knocked out. Or you guaranteed fourth place and you win the Europa League. They're your two choices. So I can guarantee you a title race <sighs> up until the last day of the season, but you have to chuck the Europa League in the last 16. Or top four and a Europa League win. What is your choice? Well, uh, okay. I'm interested to know what the chat box think as well. Dave says, yes, I'd chuck the Europa League <laughs> at that point. Fair enough. Uh, right, okay. If we if we fast forward five years' time, mm. are we going to remember second in the league? Oh, I didn't say or second. are we going to... Or... <laughs> I said <laughs> we could win it. I'm I'm not saying that we will. I'm saying that the chance okay, so, of winning it is there. So, trophies are what we remember as a fan base. 
Yeah. Absolutely. And totally. Yeah. And it's one of our big things over those guys down the road. We've won stuff and they haven't. That's what we remember as fans. Um, I've seen a few trophies in my time, and that's what I remember looking back. Mm. I wouldn't sacrifice. So if it was, do we do we threaten top four mm. at the at the expense of going with the Europa League, then I would probably focus our energies on the top four. But in terms of a title race, when this is way, way beyond our expectations, um, I, I would I would rather um, ensure we've got the top four and take the trophy. Yeah. I, think that's I, I don't blame you for I'll making that choice. To. Yeah, and you're certainly not alone in that choice either, I'm seeing. Carl says, chuck it. Uh, Steve says, Premier League placing is more important. Tudor's going for the title race. Um Lin says, I'd go for Tom's prediction as you have two bites at the cherry. Uh, Boyce says that he would agree with you and go for fourth and a trophy. Uh, Reggie says as well, fourth and Europa League. I want the Europa League trophy. Uh, Wayne says, top four in Europa League because you said you can't guarantee that we end up with the Premier League win. Uh, so we got to win the trophy. So, yeah. Uh, Northampton Gunnar says, interesting. Title race guarantees top four anyway, but a European trophy would be nice to see. Uh, Maggi says, I'm taking the Europa League. Trophies, trophies, trophies. Rancid also agrees and says fourth <laughs> in the Europa League. And James said, I would risk it until the quarters of the semis uh, and guarantee himself a title challenge up until the final day of the season, at least. Uh, it is important to point out that means you could win it. It's not saying we finish second, mm. but it goes down to that final day and Arsenal can still win the title. Uh, or ideally, of course, we go grab another two or three signings in January. And, um, <laughs> and we win and both. Win both. <laughs> yeah, if leaving. only it was so easy. Uh, if you're listening on Catch Up, do leave a comment down below as to what you would choose and why. Uh, we're going to go to score predictions for Forest now. So chat box is your time to start throwing those uh, score lines in there. Mike? Scoreline and scorers, please. Uh, three on Arsenal. Um, we seem to have troubles keeping a clean sheet at home. Um, and I would rather we did that and bagged a, bagged a hat full. So I think that's the way we'll go out. I'm going for uh, Jesus to score two. Mm. And I'd like to, I'd really like to see Martinelli get one, but I, I fancy Odegaard getting one just to kill the uh, the Odegaard out Odegaard. Uh, <laughs> the Odegaard outers, yeah. Yeah. The, the haters. Yeah, indeed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, chat box. Dave says 2 0 Arsenal. Gabenga says 3 0 Arsenal. Vishal says 2 0 Arsenal. James going for a 5 0. Jesus, Hattrick, Odegaard, and Gabriel on the score sheet. Northampton Gunas says 3 1 Arsenal. Two for Jesus, one for Martinelli. Uh, Arantz is going for a 1 0. I'm going to go for a 3 0 Arsenal win. I'd love to see him just absolutely batter them and have a great performance and it all be happy and fun again. Uh, and the sun shining on the Emirates would be nice. Apparently, it's meant to be 21 degrees here in the UK in October today, which I find mad. So hopefully, right. it is going to be a nice day tomorrow in October, at the end of October, nearly November. Crazy global warming <laughs> going on here. Um, but yeah, hopefully, it shines on a very positive day for Arsenal. Uh, I'm going to go for scorers. Will be Jesus to get one. Ben White to grab his first Arsenal goal. I don't think he scored for Arsenal yet. Um, I think that's going to become the TGT prediction is a Ben White goal. Uh, it used to be Pockerland <laughs> Screamer from range, sort of used to be. Um, so, yeah, Ben White goal and another one for Mr. Granite Jacker. That would be quite nice to see as well. Uh, let's see what else the chat box is saying. Arasilke is going for a 3-1. Lynn says 2-1 to the Arsenal. 
uh, and Jesus and Lingard uh, to get on the score sheet with Xhaka. Uh, Boyce going for a 2-0. Steve going for a 3-1. Jesus, Saka, Xhaka. Jeff says 4-0, uh, sorry. Uh, ben Nix says 2-1. Uh, Aditya says, I would love a 6-0, but 3-0 is a welcome scoreline. <laughs> uh, Matt G says 4-0 Jesus with 2, Xhaka and Udegaard. Bashka says 4-0 and Paul says 4-1. I'll continue to start throwing up these predictions as we wrap up the show. Mike, thank you so much for your time, my friend. Really appreciate you jumping on. I know it's been much easier for you over there in, uh, in yeah. Perth with the time zone. Much appreciated. Thank you for that. And uh, tell people they can find you what you're going to be up to. Uh, thanks thanks very much again, Tom. It's always a pleasure and privilege to be here. Thanks for all the all the kind comments and the welcome comments in the in the chat box along the way as well. That was that was awesome, guys. You'll see me in the Discord channel. And if you're not part of that, get get to be part of that. And obviously the details about how you can do that are in the description below. Yeah, he's trained so, him well. <laughs> yeah. uh, and look, guys, let's uh, let's have some good results go our way today. I would like to obviously see Bournemouth do as a do as a thing and um, mm. enjoy the rest of your weekend. And let's hope for a big one tomorrow. Absolutely, yeah. The, the the fixtures aren't falling very nicely for Arsenal this weekend. I don't think we're going to see Spurs and United and Liverpool and Chelsea mm. all dropping points like last weekend. Uh, I think the pressure could be on Arsenal this week to make sure we pick up the points as we play. I don't think we play last, um, but I certainly think that we're one of, obviously we're playing tomorrow. You've got some games like Spurs and Bournemouth and Leicester and City. So we might not be top of the table come tomorrow and we need to make sure that we reclaim that spot. Uh, lots of love for you, Mike, in the chat box, as always. Uh, as Mike said, uh, you can, of course, join us in the Discord server. If you join up as a member, as a TGT ambassador or an expert member with the link to that in the description, uh, you can always go and do that as well. Uh, and it gives you access to the server. So, yeah, it's great. It's always match day stuff. So if you're like, abroad, for instance, and you wish you were kind of part of a community that talks throughout the games, the Discord server is exactly that. Um, so it's definitely uh, an asset for those of you that enjoy that type of thing. So have a great day and Saturday and weekend, people. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow morning with more information on the game against Nottingham Forest uh, with Arteta's presser set to release later tonight in the UK. Uh, so we'll cover all of that in the morning tomorrow. Thank you again to Mike for his time. Uh, and we will see you again very, very soon. Have a great day, a great weekend. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.